welcome you to the Igniting Consciousness Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Horine, a principal chiropractor alongside my husband, a magnetic alignment coach, a 3-5 manifester in human design, a toxin-free living advocate, and obsessed with all things related to a healthy mind, body, and spirit. My passion is to empower and inspire people to become the highest expression of themselves while recognizing they are the creator of their own reality. I'll share ideas, interviews, and examples that will prompt you to learn more about your true thoughts on yourself, what your true desires are in life, and how you're connected to the world around you. This will happen through human design readings I do with clients, principles of chiropractic, and how true health and healing is expressed from the inside out magnetic alignment recode sessions, and my own personal journal prompts that I receive while in meditation. My hope is that you can have your consciousness ignited to remember that the key to living in a happy and peaceful world all starts by discovering those pieces within you. Okay, so we are going to do the human design reading, the soul blueprint reading for Mung today, one of my soul sisters. So I'm so excited to do this because, as we know, the more that we understand ourselves, the more, one, we can have more ease and flow and joy in our lives, which is why we all reincarnated and we're here on this planet right now. It's not to just have a hard life. It's a hard knock life and to work, work, work and not have any joy, any play, any pleasure, any enjoyment. And so human design is just beautiful to be able to understand yourself. And when you understand yourself, and it's a continuation, it's not just like, Oh, I know myself, no other work needs to be done. It's a journey. And it's also once we start understanding these different patterns as far as like what our soul's blueprint and soul's design is, we need to decondition because from the ages of zero to seven, we really, that's when our subconscious patterns really start to form, like our morals, the way you're supposed to look, act, think, feel, really starts getting designed based on your community, your culture, your family, you know, people that you surround yourself with, religion whatever it might be, and then beyond that, you're not really, like, people start to get really confused and knowing what are their true thoughts, like, what do I really think about this, what do I really like, what is best for me, and human design really helps you to understand that and what is best for your soul, what's the best way to have ease and flow, the best way for you to make decisions, to make decisions that are right and in alignment for you. And then also signs whenever it's not really the best idea at the time. The best way for you to nurture yourself as far as like sleeping and, and how to have really good relationships because we all deserve beautiful relationships with ourselves and with others. And then how we can interact best with others. It's not like it'll tell you like, here's what you need to do. You need to be a doctor. I'm not going to say that. It's saying, here's how you will flow within the position or the profession that you find yourself in and or your creative gifts and stuff like that. They can kind of predict where you're going to be best, like if you're really good at being a coach or really good at being a teacher or something like that. So nevertheless, your type, so when it breaks down, your type is a projector type, okay? Projectors in the world are the teachers and the guides. Previously in the human design, and not just in human design, but in the world, manifestors, which I'm a manifester, and manifestors kind of tended to kind of be like the kings and the queens and the rulers and stuff like that. But the world is really shifting today to where projectors are really going to be the strong guides and stuff like that. Because 
projectors are really good at being able to analyze other people, other situations, and being able to see what's really a good fit. So like you truly are able to see when somebody's doing things that are in alignment for them, but what's hard, it's hard for you to recognize that in yourself. <laughs> right? So trust that like you really are a guide, you really are a teacher, and you really have very valuable input. And where the tricky part comes in is that as a projector, your strategy, which when we use this language here, the strategy is what's the best way to make sure things are easy for you. Your strategy is to wait for the invitation. Okay? So waiting for the invitation doesn't mean that you literally need like a card sent to you or a letter sent to you saying, hey, it's okay to do this now. Um, it, it can happen kind of like energetically. It can happen verbally. And it can happen once you know how to do it like socially as well. So here's an example. You're in, say you're, you're at a conference or something like that, and there's a group of people that are talking, and you're like, I really want to talk to these people right now, or I'm interested in what the conversation might be. And then you have a lot of valuable input as a projector, like usually you have a lot of input to like add value to that conversation. However, if you were to just interject and it wasn't welcomed or it wasn't like there wasn't this like social like cue to kind of let you know like, hey, we're, we're ready to hear everything that you want to share because usually whenever you want to interject and you have something you want to share, you have a lot to share. Like, I mean, you could go into history and you can go into detail about it. And the people that in that, like in conversation might not be ready to hear that much information about it right now. Or maybe they didn't want to go that deep into it. Or maybe they only wanted to hear bullet points about it. Okay. And so what it'll be perceived as is like for you, it'll be like, like you'll feel rejected. Like you'll honestly feel rejected in that like social circle. If, you just go in and interject without kind of feeling that social cue of like, hey, they actually kind of want to hear some of my input in relation to this. So that way you don't like, you don't segment yourself out of a group and or have that, that self-doubt and, oh my gosh, like maybe they don't like me. You know what I mean? Maybe they like, they don't like me or like, or I'm not enough. Like that's when all these like self-sabotaging beliefs start to come in, especially in social circles and social networks like that. Is, is whenever we just interject ourselves and it's not that you don't have valuable information to share. It has nothing to do with somebody, quote, not liking you or you not fitting in or whatever. It's just literally it was not the right place and the right time to share all that information. And so the invitation could be literally in that social circle where somebody, like, says, Mom, what do you think about this? That is a very clear invitation, Right. Other times it's not as obvious, but it's like um, you're starting to say, like you're starting to give, like you're, you're just having a conversation, you're providing some feedback, and then they ask you more questions in relation to it. That's an invitation too. Does that make sense? Yep. So that, and then here's, and when it comes to social media, like when you're on social media, you're technically getting invitations all the time because if somebody puts, posts something and they ask a question, they're automatically giving an invitation for, for, for somebody to respond in relation to it. If you're asked to speak at a conference, there's your invitation to share everything it is on whatever topic it is, right? It's very, like, it's very clear. It's not always that clear, but just realize that unless there is like a social or energetic like opening to 
for you sharing or you're leading something like in your office, you've got the invitation all the time because that is your office, right? You don't need the invitation to share and to teach and to guide your team members because it's your office, right? It's, it's already understood. But this is more so in other like social situations or dynamics and to not be hard on yourself, that's just just the way that it is because for other people, they get overwhelmed with the information, one. Two, people, like I always tell, like so my husband, so Lee is a projector as well, so for those listening to this podcast, it's like he's my husband and my husband's a projector as well. And I used to always tell them, tell him, I'm like, babe, like don't throw bricks at me, give me golden nuggets. So like give me like bullet points with it. Like, yeah, I want to know what you have to share about this and I want your opinion on it, but like I know you're so excited because you really know this and you've studied this very deep, but like I'm not ready to go that deep into it right now. Just give me the golden nuggets, right? Until you're teaching somebody or like you're literally like on stage, you don't have to be on stage, but you're in a position to where you can go as deep and as thorough as possible or if you're offering it through a program or you're sharing it with a patient or a client or whatever it is, that's where it's like you go all in as deep as you need to go and as deep as it feels good for you because they're either paying you to receive that information, you know, they're um, asking, they're asking. And then when somebody's paying, they're asking for all that information too, right? And in a relationship, it'll be invited like, let me know what you think about this. What do you think about this? You know, like there's those cues. So I hone in on that because that is something that's very, very tough projectors and it can make it feel very hard because they're like, I have so much to share. I can see that that situation, like they're doing, they're not doing what they should be doing. They're not doing it in a way that would be best for them because you see patterns, you recognize what's great for them. And then you'll come back on yourself and make it feel like you're thinking wrong. You'll think that you're thinking wrong, but really you're not thinking wrong. It's just that that person wasn't ready to receive it. So I spent a lot of time on that authority right there because it's a tough one when it comes to like in, in that type. Um, and your so so that's your strategy, and your authority is the self authority, which is not very common. Okay, the self authority has to do with that center when you're looking at your my body graph, that center where it's a diamond shape, um, and yours is defined. It's a diamond shape. It's just below the throat center, that blue square that you see that's defined, and below that diamond shape that's yellow, that is your self center. Um, that self center is you are truly like subconsciously whether you consciously are aware of it like you are you're certain on your identity that's your identity center right there you are very certain on your identity and it's a matter of you acknowledging it and bringing it to the forefront of your mind of like really how you want to be displayed to the world and not just physically but energetically how you want to be displayed to the world how you physically want to be displayed to the world and and how you want to flow throughout the world in relationships and business and partnerships and everything. So stop questioning yourself <laughs> because you actually know what you want. That's the other thing. It's like you know what you want. Your soul really knows what you want, but our, as I was talking about earlier, our preconditioned patterns are the things that get in the way because we've been conditioned to oh, I'm supposed to think this way, but I actually really like this deep down, but I'm supposed to do it like this. I'm supposed, right? Yep. <clears throat> or 
I should, and you're like shooting all over yourself, right? Like, you know, I should do it this way. I should think this way. I should be taking care of this person or that person. I should want to do this. No. Your soul already knows what it wants. And the reason why, whenever you feel like you should and you do those things, it's like, oh, well, I satisfied, you know, what I think society thinks I need, I should be doing or what my partner thinks I should be doing or what, you know, my parents think I should be doing. But, it, but it's not fulfilling. Like, it will not be fulfilling for you. Do you recognize that happening? Yes. Yeah. So anytime you start to like feel like like why am I not like why doesn't this feel good? Like I I know I did this, like I, I provided like I cooked a meal for somebody and they really enjoyed the meal, but like it didn't it wasn't fulfilling for you because you felt like you should do it. It you want to do it. I like that. I like doing that. I like presenting myself this way. I like um, listening to this kind of music and I like dance, you know, whatever it is, it's because you like it. So the self-authority is the way to make major decisions, okay? Like authority in general is the way to make major decisions. And so as I describe the self-center, that's going to be helpful in understanding what's the best way for you to make these major decisions. Now the self-authority is part of the heart center, because the heart center in human design is split into two. It's that diamond-shaped identity center that you have you have uh, defined. And you'll see just off to the right of it is kind of this like sideways triangle that isn't defined for you. And that's the heart center. Like it calls it, that's the ego center is what that is, what they call that. So either way, for you, the best way for you to make decisions is you literally tune into your heart. I mean, literally tune into your heart and, and the sense of like, whether it's a feeling, usually it's like a feeling and it's a very gentle feeling and it comes on really quick. It's quick and it's subtle though, okay? And so the more, it's one of the harder ones to tune into. So don't, there we go, make that hard for you. But the thing is you really truly know how to tune into it. The moment that you can shut your mind off from being, what should I do? And you just feel it here, you'll know exactly how you should, how you should go forward on anything on anything, whether big decisions or small decisions, even in relationships, is this person, am I meant to be with this person? Am I in love with this person? Am I in love with this? Do I want to move? Am I happy the way I'm conducting whatever it is that you're doing? Am I happy the way that things are being conducted in the workplace? Am I happy with my relationship? Like Anything where it's like seems like a decision from the major decisions of making a move, like moving out of your apartment or like looking for another house. Like, do I love this? That's another thing. Before you decide on like buying a house or, you know, moving into a new location, listen to this. Feel it here. It's, it's very much a feeling for you. And you've got to shut this off. Like the logical brain is going to come in and be like, well, how much is it? Is it going to work in this way? Like what's the distance from that? Like all that stuff matters. But what true, like your soul already knows the answer. Let your soul do the speaking and it speaks through the heart and that self-center. Mm. And it kind of feels like a, or at least the description they describe it as, it feels like a, like a butterfly, like a butterfly landing or taking off, kind of like a, just like a soft little like flutter. They describe it as a flutter kind of a feeling. And that flutter happens quickly. Like it'll come on quick. It's not like, for me, for example, 
my authority and the way that I make decisions, I have an emotional authority. So I have to literally ride out my emotional wave. I need to like not make major decisions on the high and don't make major decisions on the low. I need to be very neutral. So sometimes I have to literally sleep on it, especially with big decisions like taking a trip. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 I really, really, really want to do it. And it's like, hold on, let me sleep on that. Let me get back to you on that. For you, the decision really comes fast. It's just very gentle the way it comes in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So really listen to that. Feel like, wait for that gentle flutter and just quiet your mind long enough to feel into that to know what's the best decision for you. So your profile, when profile, that's kind of like, it, there's two numbers involved with that. That's part of your personality. Now, the first number I'm going to say is the conscious part of your personality, meaning that, yep, you're very aware of it. Like, you, you know, you're like, yep, I am very much like that, very much. And then the other part, the subconscious part, like, you'll be aware of it too, but more often than not, that's the way other people see you. Hmm. So sometimes people aren't aware of that, people that haven't, you know, maybe haven't got into self-work enough to really recognize that about themselves. So you're you're a one-three profile, and you share that with my husband. You share that with Lee. Um, so I understand that one really well. And you're going to really understand other people with that profile really well because you guys kind of carry on and think the same way. So even if you were like a different type that maybe stereotypically wouldn't, work out really well because your personalities are similar, you're really going to understand that. So the one part of your personality is the part that you're really going to recognize means that you love to go deep into anything. Like when you're on a topic, you love studying the crap out of it. <laughs> like you will keep researching and researching. And when it comes to like, even with these things like clothing, you're like, you're going to figure out what brand you like. You're going to know exactly what size every time. You're going to know kind of like the material. Of it. Like you're going to like go into details of it. You That one profile people, those are the types of people that before they buy anything, they've done a lot of research on it before they've made their decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... Even going to see a movie, you're like, I watched all the previews on it. Like, I know this is going to be good. This is the ratings on it. So it's going to be worth my time to go see this. Where, like, other people are like, it's a comedy. I think I'm going to go watch it. It sounds good. And you're like, oh, no, this is a romantic comedy. And it's, like, going to be this. And I've seen this. And it has this many reviews. Like, you, you go into detail, which is a great thing. It's not a bad thing. This is just literally understanding this about you, that you need to spend that time to dive deep into stuff and to study things deep like that. Like with whatever things feel good to you, like that nourishes your soul. It legitimately nourishes your soul. So you can't skip that or else you're gonna get you're gonna feel burnt out. So if you just keep doing things on a whim and just going like that and never taking the time to just kinda like stop and dive in and study something. Like even it doesn't always have to be like could be studying something for the practice, learning a new procedure, learning a new technique, or um, you know, ICPA, going and learning new new ways to adjust infants and ideas and procedures. Like you're really you really get fulfillment. That's what's important. You get fulfillment in studying these types of things that you're interested in, Absolutely. and you're very capable of. Um, spending time and studying things that you're not totally interested in, but you'll also find that you get burnout if you do that. So things that you love, and we'll know what things Hmong loves, because it's like, where are you spending your time studying? And that's the thing, if you're like, I don't really know what I love, it's like, well, what are you diving deep into? What book are you reading right now? Like, what podcast are you listening to right now? 
you, you know what it is that you're really enjoying right now, right? So the three part of your profile, I share that with you, and that three are the, like, they are the experimenters. They are the people that just want to get out, like, you can talk about it as much as you want to talk about it, but you're like, I just need to go out there and do the thing. Like, you're talking about snowboarding? Okay, well, let's go snowboarding, right? And there's nothing that you, um, when it comes to the three-part of your profile, there is nothing that, that you can do wrong, so to say, with it. Not saying you don't do anything wrong, but what I'm saying is that the threes, like, even in experiences that they have that maybe they wouldn't want to repeat, they're like, oh, well, now I've learned from that. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's, like, you see reason behind everything. Like, there's, and so it's literally, like, you can't make the, quote, wrong decision or, like, perform something wrong because you're still going to learn from it. Absolutely. Does that make sense? And that's also why you love travel so much, right? Because what happens with travel? There are a lot of new experiences. You're getting your hands in the clay. The three part of your profile is, I want to get my hands in the clay. I want to experience it firsthand. I want to learn or decide whether I like it or like if I want to do it again or I don't want to do it again. And and that is like absolutely needs to be satisfied. And you've been doing that. Look, you've been going snowboarding, right? You're satisfying the three part of your profile and going and having the experience of going snowboarding. And then you're like, okay, now I want to I want to get better at it. So now I want to do lessons with it, right? Yes. And so. The people with the three profiles, we're not like, I don't want to say that we have, we're not, we're not, definitely not bad, but that's, that's like the epitome of the, like, if you think of the kid, okay, the child where it's like, the child really wants to go climb the tree, and as a parent, bless you, bless you, bless you again, the parent that's like, no, don't go climb the tree because they're worried that, like, they're going to, like, something's going to go wrong, they're going to fall, they're going to hurt themselves. But the kid's like, I really, really want to go climb the tree. And they're going to go climb the friggin' tree <laughs> because they need to experience that. They, they literally like to, like, be tactile, hands-on doing things. And so when it comes to even learning for you, you're going to get the most out of it by, like, literally physically being active with it. And it's like you're an incredibly intelligent person, clearly I know, because getting through chiropractic college, like, there's a lot of studying that has to go on, which – satisfies your one part of your profile for the things that you're actually interested in. But then the other part is, it's like, I need to actually do it. Like, I need to do it. I need to, like, give me the hands-on opportunity to really digest it, understand it, and make sense of it. Absolutely. So if you just keep having, like, someone talk at you and, like, you're not doing, it's not going to work. Nope. Let me find out myself. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so we went through your type, we went through your authority, we went through your, um, stra oh, so your, your strategy, which is to wait for the invitation. And so when it, here's some other little tips too. As a projector, like we have things called the not self-theme and like, which the not self-theme is basically what are the emotions that you experience whenever, they, like you're making decisions that aren't in alignment with you? Are you in situations or circumstances that are not in alignment with you or you don't agree with or whatever it is? And that is you'll start to feel bitter. Yep. There's like a deep sense of bitterness, and it could build up. It could be instantaneous. But you listen to that. Don't be upset with yourself if you're like, 
I've been taking care of, you know, taking care of this person, but now I kind of have like resentment, and I'm like actually quite like you're feeling that bitterness. Now you can hide it clearly, but don't do that to yourself because when you're feeling that bitterness, that means that you're literally doing something that you that is not going to be fulfilling, and it's like it's it's going to make life hard. It literally is going to make life hard, and life does not need to be hard. Okay. It's going to make life hard. It's going to make things seem difficult. It's going to make it make you work harder. Like you need like, oh, that's the way it is. I got to work harder. Oh, that hustle muscle, that whole like hustle mentality. It's like gone are the days of that. It's not saying don't do because we do like you need to do. You can't just sit and meditate and like manifest things that way. Like you do have to take action, but it doesn't need to be hard. And it's going to be hard if you're feeling that bitterness. That is your sign. Like listen to that or like. When you feel that, like, oh, okay, what am I being, like, what am I feeling this bitterness towards? Is it, like, what am I doing? What did I just agree to? What do I not want to do anymore? What relationship am I in? Or what relationship or what conversation did I just have? Like, where I'm, like, feeling really bitter after that conversation. Like, listen to that because it's a guide to let you know that mm, that's not working. Mm. Make sense? Yep. The bitterness kind of feels like a grudge. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It can almost feel kind of like resentment, like you resenting somebody. Like I feel a, I have like a grudge against them. I'm feeling resented. And I'll give you the difference for me. Like my sign is, as a manifester, is anger. So whenever I get angry, like, I mean, you can get angry. But when I get angry, I really have to be like, like what am I angry about? Like, don't get upset with myself for feeling that emotion. That emotion is giving me a sign. So what am I angry about? Am I angry about, um, like, something's been building? I've been doing something long enough, and I'm like, okay, I, I need to, turn, I need to like, pass this on to somebody else now. Um, do I not, am I getting angry about how somebody addressed me, how they communicated with me? Or maybe I watched somebody else that I care about get communicated to in a way that made me angry. Because I'm like, I, that's not okay. Like, I, I'm not okay with seeing that happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so listen to that as well. And how do you get out of that bitterness? And, you know, I recognized that really quick early on in a change, shifting the focus in a helped, but then it's still a pattern. It is. Exactly. And see, like, that's so, I love it. It's so projector like of you because you're, like, already, like, like picking up the information that, that's being received here. So, exactly, it's a pattern. And that's where, what I was talking about in the beginning, that once you start knowing these, like, your strategy, your authority. So, you utilize your strategy and your authority to decondition these patterns. Okay? So, remember, your strategy is to wait for the invitation, and your authority is the self-authority, okay? Both of those can be used to make decisions. Both of those can be used to create ease in your life, to create flow in your life, to attract things that you want to manifest. You can utilize those to manifest. So, just studying and really working to understand yourself, like, what does it feel like to feel that flutter in my heart or that, like, that, that sign of, yes, I should do that, or no, I shouldn't do that, or yes, I really like that, or no, I don't, or yes, I really like that person, or no, I don't like that person, you know, whatever it is. It doesn't always have to be so black and white like that, but just for examples. So the more that you can tune into that, and then you, like, really understand yourself with that, utilizing that bitterness to let to be a guy, it's like, oh, that's a bumper right there. I'm feeling bitter about this. Okay, what can I do? 
or how can I shift this? What feels good? And when you're asking the question, what feels good, almost give yourself an example like would I – so let's do something like, okay, say you go on a date with somebody, okay? Say you go on a date with someone and you're like, ugh, I kind of feel like maybe after the date you like start to feel that bitterness. But even during the date you're like, okay, I'm really attracted to you. I really like the things that you're saying as far as like, you know, maybe what you do as a profession and there's like other qualities that I really like. But what you're saying right now and the energy that I'm feeling doesn't feel right, Okay. That is your authority actually subtly letting you know it's not feeling right. And so if you were to continue on and be like, yeah, let's let's move forward in this relationship, you would totally start to feel bitter. You would literally start to feel bitter about that relationship and being in that relationship if you didn't listen to your heart being like, ooh, something didn't feel right there. Like it didn't feel good. I felt offended, you know, whatever it is that you're feeling in that heart place, that self-authority that I was talking about, that little flutter that just kind of like, meh, nope, not working, or hey, pay attention to this, or whatever it is. So listen to those subtle cues because you'll be able to capture it. So don't get upset with yourself whenever you're like, oh my gosh, that was a total waste of my time. Because that three part of your profile, there is no waste of time. Okay? Because your experience, that is still an experience. Even if it was I went on several dates with this person and it went nowhere. Like, I, don't, I didn't listen to myself to realize it really wasn't going anywhere. It was still an experience and it's something that you're deepening within you to understand how you can catch it sooner next time. Mm-hmm. Or elements that you did like. You know what I mean? And elements that you did like and elements that you didn't like. Make sense? Yep. So that's how you start to decondition that is tuning into this. And you have to kind of like quiet down the logic mind because you don't have your crown defined. So when you're looking at your chart again, you don't have that upper triangle and the triangle that the triangle that's facing upward and the triangle that's facing downward. That's your crown and then also your um, your mind right there. So the crown is your ability to like listen to source energy and like take that information, like receive downloads and quick hits to know. Um, like, like we're, they seemingly these ideas come out of nowhere. Like ideas do come out of nowhere, but usually there's like logical progression, especially when there's not a logical progression. That's what we call like downloads that comes from the crown. And then the mind center, which is the inverted triangle, that's like you really knowing like how you want to do something, where your mind is made up on like I really like doing this. I really like doing that. Like I have my mind made up in these areas. Like you have a, like yours is open. And so the reason why I'm talking about that is because the open centers, it's not like good or bad to have defined versus undefined centers, but the centers where, when I say defined or undefined, defined means they're colored in, meaning they, um, they're they like they're set, you're very, like you, you've got that set in your soul. Your soul really knows how it feels in that area. The areas where they would call them open are the ones that are not colored in, means that you're receiving that from everyone else that has those centers defined. So... Me, I have my crown and that, that upwards triangle and that inverted triangle, I have those two defined. Mm. So I'm like really certain on certain things. And so you, having those undefined, you have the opportunity to, huh, what do I think about that? You know, to like watch and observe, like you really can be a very conscious observer and watcher of like, huh, how, what, how do I, what do I think about that? Yeah. 
Like, how do I want to receive my guidance? How do I want to learn that? How do I want to go about that? And it can be difficult because you're able to pick up on everybody who has that defined. You're picking up on everybody else's thoughts on things. That have a personal identity crisis at all times because you're so absorbed, so adaptable to everybody else's thoughts and feelings. Yep, exactly. And it's like, Remember me telling you in the beginning, you truly, like, you have that self-centered defined, your identity center, that diamond, that yellow diamond shape underneath the blue box. You really know, like, who you are as a person at a soul level. It's bringing that to the consciousness. And so it's not like you're working to get those centers defined. They are the way that they are. This is the way that your soul is. But listen to your strategy and your authority. Listen to your authority of, what do I think about that? I'm seeing examples of everybody else around me on what they think about this, what they think about freaking COVID, for crying out loud, what they think about, you know, medical system, what they think about health, what they think about anything. Everybody has their opinions and everybody's entitled to their opinions, but you don't have to absorb every single one of those and you don't have to agree with those. Nope. But it is really easy for you to have that, quote, identity crisis because, you feel like everyone else, like everyone else has their mind made up. Why don't I have my mind made up? It it just isn't going to be made up. In some areas it absolutely will be, which when we, on another talk, we'll go into the gates that you have defined the next. So there's certain areas where you totally do already, like your soul already had its, had its mind made up when you when you came into this world. But there's other things that you need to observe it to then decide what you think about it. And you don't have to, and, and it can change, and that's the other thing, too. Like, it doesn't have to be set in stone. And, like, even the people that have it defined, it's just, like, they, they have a very consistent way of thinking about things. And with you, be okay with the fact that you might not have a consistent way of thinking about things right away. Eventually, you might. You don't have to. But just know that don't put that pressure on yourself to have to think the way that other people are thinking. It's how does Hmong want to think? How does Hmong want to receive that information? I love it. And so that's how like you'll utilize that. And even and so when I talked about pressure, so that's an, these are other centers. So at the very bottom, you've got the root, which would be a red box at the bottom if it was defined, or it'd be kind of like purpley almost. But you have it. It's like an oh, it's grayed out because it's an open center for you. And then if you notice just to the left of that that square box is kind of another like sideways triangle. That's the spleen or the splenic area. Mm -hmm. That area is full of fear. Like it's not, I'm, I'm talking on like negative stuff. It has very much positive. The spleen center is like super awesome when it comes to being empathic. So because you have that open center, you literally are feeling other people's fears. Mm -hmm. You feel other people's fears. And what's so darn confusing with having that open is that you're not sure whether it's your fear or someone else's fear. Absolutely. That is so true. And so that's where how do you, you're like, how do I know if I actually fear this or I'm actually feeling somebody else's fear around this? You go back to that heart center. You go back to yourself. And you go back to what's that flutter feel like? Do I, am I really fearful of this or am I just feeling it from somebody else? That you always are going to go back to that with anything. And like having that open, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. It's a blessing because you truly are empathetic for other people. You can truly 
feel what other people are feeling and understand them and which makes you a great doctor it makes you a great can make you a great coach like a great teacher a great guide because you're like I truly understand like I I, I feel that and like you can and uh, it makes you intuitive like when you have it open like that like you truly are like we're all intuitive and we all have different ways of being able to under understand and utilize our intuition but with you having that open right there and like you can feel like you intuitively can feel what somebody's feeling whether they have verbalized it or not yes so the big thing for you is recognizing that's not my fear that's their fear but how can I be a guide for them right now because that's a gift you have how can I help guide them or help them like work around or strategize around this fear that they might have I love it and it could be it's not always as obvious as like a fear of heights or a fear of you know speaking on stage it could be making a change or like um, exiting a relationship and they're like I just don't understand why I can't like I can't I can't exit it's because they have some inherent fear around it right but you you can literally feel that for other people that center so then go down to the the very bottom square box which is the root center right there that's all about pressure mm. I have that center open too and it's just like with the fear one uh, which I also have open you will feel the pressure to get things done you will feel the people that have it defined because they're like rooted they're rooted in what it is they're doing um, it's like literally think of it as like the the the, the roots are planted down into the earth and they like really know where they are where they're like where they're located where they stand with things they're rooted into um, guess who they are as a being and and where they're like kind of where they stand with things but it's a really strong pressure center so these people that have it defined they're gonna feel the pressure like I've got to get this done from like I've got to get this done to an agenda to um, the pressure to serve the pressure to um, excite the pressure to the pressure to like be do think act feel whatever it is and you having that open you're going to feel other people's pressure and you're like gosh why am I getting anxious about this right now it's not your anxiety to have it's their anxiety to have damn it you know yeah and and it's tough because again you feel it you're literally feeling it and like having it open gives you the opportunity to be like okay where do I really want to push myself to like what is my own pressure like I'm putting pressure on myself versus I'm being I've been in this space with other people and they have this pressure like even like in business like in business with like partners and business and stuff like that they might be having this strong pressure like we've got to get this done and or like we've got to do this certain event and we've got to get this done and we've all got to be involved with it and you're like whoa like I didn't feel like why am I feeling like super like like overwhelmed that's the other thing you'll feel overwhelmed with why am I feeling totally overwhelmed or anxious or you know on edge with this right now and it's because you're feeling their pressure it's not your pressure mm -hmm. so go back to okay where 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 am I really at with this because once you kind of like okay let me remove myself from that's not my pressure to have that's not my anxiety to have that's not my overwhelm to have and you recognize that then you can come in with a very observant eye and like very guiding guiding way of being like well hey like maybe maybe we'll do this for the first half and then we'll get somebody else to do the second half of it you know and like and you can strategize and you can come up with an like come up with an answer with an option with a strategy of how to 
fulfill whatever it is. Yep. Once you remove the fact of realizing that's not, the, like, you don't actually have the pressure on that, so you have more of a clear head on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. This girl. Okay. So, pretty helpful so far. Oh, absolutely. So much homework to do. <laughs> it's deconditioning. You just start with the strategy and authority and then understanding, like, waiting for the invitation, not throwing everything, like don't throw bricks at people. Just think of my, like what I, what I tell my husband, like stop throwing bricks at people until they're ready for it. Just throw them golden nuggets. And the thing is, it'll feel so good to you whenever you just give them a little insight. And somebody, sometimes people will grab and nip at it like right away. Sometimes they'll, they won't come back until months later or a year later. So like also don't go into it like expecting like, I just gave you a freaking golden nugget. How are you not using it and spending it already, right? Until the invitation is there, they might not use it right away, but it's not saying they're not listening, right? They might not, you might not ever truly know if they've listened, so be okay with not getting the direct feedback that they're listening or that they've utilized whatever information or value that you just bestowed upon them or that you shared with them. Sometimes it comes in abnormal ways, and it's like one of those ways of like, sometimes you'll share something with them, and they give no response on it, and then you'll realize, like, a month later you see them and you're like, oh, you totally, like, took my advice on that. And it's just, like, take it like take it in and feel good about that and the resonance in it. But don't expect. Just don't expect that because then you're going to, like, beat yourself up. You're going to feel like you're never heard and you're just going to not feel good. So just go in knowing I'm going to share the nuggets wherever I want to share the nuggets. And when people want to hear more or I'm in a place where I like I'm like it is very clear that I'm going to share everything deep into this, it will be well received. And that's the beautiful part is like you will get all that feedback because as a projector, like remember I said the not self theme is bitterness. Like this you will have like your your theme as a projector is success. You will have success in everything that you do, from business to finances to relationships to anything anything in your life, you will have success the more that you wait for the invitation and you see how, and that's where the manifestation happens. Then seemingly you will manifest all the success in all the areas of your life where you want it to be without you even trying, without trying hard to do it, without pushing it to happen. It will happen. That's how you create ease and flow in your life is listening to the heart, feeling for it as far as big decisions and stuff and then sharing things and like waiting for the universe to work with you so you don't have to work hard at it because it will come it will come as long as you're listening to your heart it will come I'm, I promise you just don't let the mind get in the way of like what the conditioning has been on the way you're supposed to do it like culturally this is the way that people take care of this or you know, this is what's expected. As a wife, I'm supposed to do this. As a girlfriend, I'm supposed to do this. Or as a boyfriend, they're supposed to whatever it is. Take the shoulda, coulda, wouldas out of it. What do you want? How do you want to be treated? How do you want to be seen? How to be heard? So waiting in the wings, waiting for the spotlight, waiting to be invited. This is the essence of a projector's life. Yearning to be included and for their contributions and abilities to be recognized. 
Then, when working from a portion of appreciation, they are an assured performer, contributor, director, organizer, manager, guide, visionary, and conductor of affairs. If you are a projector, which you are, there is no doubt you have abilities and gifts in your own right, but your true nature requires them to be recognized first if you are to shine. And this awareness is essential for personal fulfillment. Now you kind of have more of an idea of how to do that, right? So I am going to also read to you as a, um, like with your self-center being defined, I already kind of talked about it, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit differently. So the quote, I know who I am and I know where I'm heading is your slogan. You really know who you are and you know where you're heading. You have an assured identity with an equally strong sense of purpose and direction. There is something certain and solid about your character. You seek to be not, quote, just yourself, but also your best self. That's where that pressure comes in, too. You're like, I want to just, I want to be the best. I want to just be like the maximum expression of myself. If you're not feeling it, start tapping into your built-in compass because it will always guide you home, which is your built-in compass. It will always guide you home. Ultimately, you cannot stray for, for long from a natural sense of self. If you do, you're not being true to your nature and you'll sense an inner angst or frustration as if you're swimming against the tide. Remember me telling you about that? If you, if you don't listen to this and you let this talk or you feel everybody else's pressure, you will, it'll be like, I'm working really hard. I'm working really hard. And it'll seemingly like this isn't like, it never seems to truly flow to me. I've always got to work really hard for this. It's because it's, you're not going about it the way that you should be going about it, the way that your soul wants to go about it. But the majority of the time, you are resolute, believing you are who you are, and that's not going to change. So bringing that to the forefront of knowing who you are. The downside is that you can be diverted to shepherd those who feel lost. If you're not careful, you could look behind and find an entourage of hangers or dragging you down. Yep, yep. And I know you've experienced that because you are such a loving, empathetic, compassionate, and like dedicated person that... You will find, like, you'll have, like, friggin' cliffhangers and, like, people just dragging you down if, if you don't, like, check into this right here. Because you'll keep yourself in situations and relationships much longer than, than you should place upon yourself. Mm-hmm. Yet you can be immovable when you find a true path. Like, when you're on a true, pa- a true path, a pursuit, or a partner you set your sights on, or there's an infatigable consistency about what you seek. There is, quote, nothing going to stop me quality about your chosen direction. So whenever you feel, like, very resolute about something, it's like, don't question it. Like, if you're feeling super resolute about it, like, go after it because it should be, it will be easy for you. Like, you'll find, like, you'll, you'll experience different things that might just find little diversions on the path, but, like, you will get to it. You will absolutely have success with it. Mm-hmm. Relationships, anything, right? So just remember the self is a sense of direction, a sense of purpose, and love with that. So that we just dove a little deeper into that. What I want to read about is your 1-3 profile. So anybody, okay, so compatibility. Well, first I'm going to talk about what. All right. So with the 1-3 profile, you are a restless soul. So I'll endeavor to make this engaging um, to retain your interest. Otherwise, You'll be off put in pursuit of the next stimulation. That's the three part. Like you're already like, oh, okay, I want to, I want to experience the next thing. I want to, I want to experience. I want to do this. 
and an endless search for stability. Like, like the one also really wants that stability. The three wants to experience and go out and play and put your fingers in the clay, and the one wants that stability. So you're in an endless search for stability and steady ground in a changeable world. So de despite an introspective side, you are an engaging and down-to-earth person with a profound and personal connection to the world. Unconsciously thirsty for the, quote, juice of life, eager to learn and seeking that the latest, greatest, and newest. As such, you have a tendency to enter into projects or relationships with an open yet inquisitive nature, forever trying to determine their quality and value before committing 100%, which I really know that about you <laughs> in a relationship. That is so <laughs> Very much you. Herein lies the first line deep in insecurity, which is why, like, the, the line, like, when I say first line, then the one in your profile, because you're a one three profile, that's where the one wants to, like, really study and really know everything about it before making a decision. But then yet you're battling with the three part of your profile that's like, I really just want to experience it right now. But then the other part is like, no, I really need to know if this is a good fit. <laughs> Yeah, identity crisis. It's um, the fear that the rug could be pulled from under your feet at any moment. When coupled with the unconscious, non-committal nature of your third line of the, I just want to experience everything. This keeps you hopping a cat on a hot tin, like hopping like a cat on a hot tin roof. Yet you are privately crying out for rock-solid foundations and something to hold on to. Holy cow! Like that is where you're at right now. You know, like, I really want to go explore. I want to do and have fun and, like, you know, do all these things. But you're really crying out internally, like, I really just want, like, solidity here, solidarity here. I want to really have a strong, firm, knowing foundation in my relationship, where I'm going to live, in my profession, in my in everything, right? Yeah. So if something or someone doesn't feel secure, you will find fault express boredom, or provide any excuse to disengage and retreat, sometimes abruptly. <laughs> I witnessed that, right? So literally what I'm saying, if you find yourself continuing in a relationship that really is not meant to be, you will start picking and prodding and poking at all the things that are wrong with it. Oh, because wow. it's not meant to be. It's not, it's not meant for, like, then you're not meant to be in that relationship, right? You will get bored as well. Like, you'll start looking, you'll start getting on the dating sites or, you know, whatever, like, if you're in a relationship because you're clearly not feeling solid in the one that you're in. Mm-hmm. And so that goes with any kind of relationship, right, because you'll start seeking elsewhere. And the three part of your profile will be like, all right, let's go, let's explore, let's experiment. So... It's typical of your nature getting to the bottom of things, absorbing, learning, taking away, and then moving on. <laughs> Walk into any gathering and then like your one part of your profile will make direct contact determining the foundations. As the third line begins, it's engaging, disengaging, exploration, hungry to meet new people, hungry for experience. One minute you'll be the social bee, the next minute you're out of there. <laughs> Your eagerness for new things and people means that you are liable to jump into projects and relationships and then think later. This is symptomatic of a slightly self-absorbed, head-down, driving-forward approach that is oblivious to its impact on anyone else. So that's where it's like, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just recognize that about yourself. 
In this respect, you need to be watchful of cutting people dead just because your interest levels have waned. Mm. So it's like, you know, recognize that, but like be like, just like don't have to be so like abrupt. Like it's like, because you're all like excited, 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 being super social. This is working out so great. And then it's like the next day you're like, when you have the time to just kind of like think about it more, you're like, oh, I'm out of here. I don't want to be part of this anymore. And you're like quick to just disengage where it's like kind of like, subtle the blow or the disconnect doesn't mean to continue in it because clearly that'll weigh you down but it means to listen to that a little sooner so it's not so abrupt with the person on the other side right that makes sense yeah I think it is. so you can kind of prepare them and it'll, it's, it's a nicer way to go about it like sure you can go on and quickly disengage really quickly like that like because it's you know like out of sight out of mind but make the blow a little easier by kind of like recognizing it in yourself first and then not just disengaging like instantaneously the next day. Like kind of like giving the cues a little sooner so that way they're not like caught out of left field like, oh, my gosh, like, you know what I mean? Like wh where did that come from? Mm -hmm. I'm waiting right? for the last minute. Well, let me just tell you everything. So where did that came from? It's been here the whole time. How can you not recognize it? <laughs> yep, and in your head you're like, how did you not know? Well, if you don't share, they don't know. Mm -hmm. So you have to share. You have to share when you feel it. It'll be easier on you and easier on that person. I mean, they might still be upset, but, like, regardless, at least you know that, like, you, you didn't just disengage really quickly. Like, you, you, can't, you gave them information, and then they can receive feedback however they're going to receive it, right? Right. So in the end, you come to realize something repetitive about the way you live. Okay, so you might have made all the right moves and live life to the fullest, but there will be no real sense of breakthrough or lasting success. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, you will reach a point where non-confronted insecurities cannot be avoided and the need for stability will have to be addressed. So uncomfortable. Your bottom line, the bedrock of who you are, is the need to find secure and trusting foundations. Like our relationship is a trusting foundation in, you know, in, in our friendship and in our connection there. But you need that, you need that with anybody else that you're with or that you spend a lot of time with. When a project or a person feels so important that you don't wish to lose it, you will finally put your stake in the ground, claim the land, and start to build home, business, and family in the interest of longevity. That is very much where you're at. So anytime, especially with relationships or like, you know, soulmates and stuff, it will be so clear to you that you will be like, I will like, I, you will literally feel that sensation of I will do anything to make this work. If you don't feel that, that's not your, that's not your soulmate. Mm -hmm. That's an easy way to listen to that. And that's just that's literally the way your soul is. So it's like you already know. When you find that place, your commitment is total. And that's like who you are and that's how I know you are. Like I know that like with our friendship, like it's like it's clear that our friendship works on both sides with us and like you're totally committed. Mm -hmm. When you get in like and that's how and that's how it'll happen. It's like I will do anything to make this last and to make this work and to make this happen. And whenever it's literally like you feel that and that's really right for you 
you will feel stable, you'll feel secure, you'll feel totally, like you'll feel that utmost stability and you'll be totally and utterly committed to them, to the circumstance, to the business, to the whatever it is that you're doing. In the unusual surroundings of self-assurance and steadfast support, you find fulfillment, meaning, and much sought-after acceptance of who you are. Like, that'll happen once you find that place and, like, and, like when you're building the home and the business and the family of whatever it is, like, it'll just be so comforting. It'll feel so comforting and fulfilling for you. So anytime you start to question anything otherwise, it's because it's actually not the best option for you. Mm. So you, as a person who's in a relationship with you, um, you're like, so you're kind of secretive. You're secretive, introspective, and often talking quietly to yourself, asking, what am I getting out of this? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, quote, is there enough value to sustain a secure future? That is totally you, right? So that is like knowing that about yourself, like that's literally what, like being in a relationship with Hmong, it's really important, like you're going to be asking, what am I getting out of this? Is there enough value to sustain a secure future? And others might notice that there is no regard for what you are getting out of this. Like your profile, like you need to receive, receive, and receive before, before you will give, give, give. Because once you receive, receive, like you receive that, Solidarity, you receive that knowing that, you know, this is meant to be. You receive that knowing that, like, this is going to be valuable in my life. Then you'll give, 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 like, because you're totally and utterly committed to it. Appreciating the self-indulgence is, under, is, is to understand that deep down is nothing but well-hidden insecurity. And that insecurity comes from the fact because you're, like, it, you're questioning, like, what it, what it is that you really want in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And trust is really imperative. So, like, and that's another thing. It's, like, you not trusting someone, and it becomes really clear. I can see it because I'm observing on the outside. But it's very clear to me when I'm like, you don't trust that person. You're not committed. If you don't trust them, you're not committed. That's another thing. Like, note where you feel like you trust. You trust that the job will get done. You trust that this will still happen even though you're not the one doing it. You trust that they will be committed to you. You trust that they will be loyal to you. If you don't have that trust, that relationship is not going to work, whether it's in business or anything like that. So I will end the conversation with doing the reading here in relation to what your, um, your destiny is. And your destiny is like, it's like, it talks about it and like here's exactly what you should do. It's like here's how to go about it and how to understand what your soul's like true purpose in this lifetime right here right now is. And it's called the personal life theme of the Maya. Your life theme is to describe everything that happens in your world. Like you love describing everything and sharing things with people. You do this by observing the process of growth and change and relating them to the underlying principles at work in our universe. You always know at least two ways of assessing and describing the same thing. You, your meditation is to appreciate that not everything is as it appears, no matter how much you or anyone else thinks it should be. Scientific and religious belief systems are continuously reinventing themselves, and you have the gift of appreciating and describing alternative possibilities as they shift from one perspective to another. Okay. So you, do you feel like that? Yeah, yeah. Because it's a gift. 
it's literally your soul's gift that you have of really being able to like to see the ever changing of what's happening and you really being able to assess it from like both sides and and being able to describe that your openness to shifting perspectives gives you a profound attunement to this great mystery called life and our place in it. So you're like you're able to go with the flow and really see it where some people it can really rock their world. Look what's happened in society, right? And for you you're like, um, I can kinda like look at both sides and make sense of it. Like you know what where you feel about it, but you're able to kinda like really come through with a true, like holistic perspective on it mm-hmm. because of the fact that you can kind of play like that unbiased role. When you are watchful, you can recognize absurdity almost immediately. Yeah. Like literally, you're like, that's a bunch of baloney. Like you can, you can literally recognize it right away whenever you're like tuned in. Be extremely reluctant to, so- to suffer for it any longer than absolutely necessary. So that's the same thing where like literally when you like see the BS, like don't suffer just because other people don't recognize the BS does not mean you need to sit in that shit any longer. Okay, like get out of it when you understand it and when you see it, like pull yourself away, disengage, whatever it is. You can quickly penetrate through facts, beliefs, and concepts that are insubstantial or plainly inaccurate. So somebody might be doing this, and Lee does this, my husband does this all the time. Somebody's like, man, 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 they're going on and on, and they think they know everything about whatever topic. And even though he's like, you are completely and utterly wrong, he won't say anything. He's just like, he knows in his head, he's like, Mm, yeah, no. Yep, nope. yep. That's not how that works. Like, that's not how that is. It is vital that you not only stay determined in your quest for truth, but also maintain a healthy sense of humor while doing so. So, like, don't have to be so, like, so darn, like, stoic and so, like, um, what's what I'm looking for? Like, have fun in it. Laugh more. Find the humor. Find the fun factor in it. You don't have to be so stern with everything, right? It does, it's not going to take away from your professionalism. It's not going to take away from, you know, the beauty that you are, anything like that. Like, have fun with it. Mm. So in your life, your poise and changing perceptions are important. Life does not have to be a serious affair, as, as many seem to think, and sometimes you have to stand back and just disengage from direct involvement involvement to get your own true perspective. Yep. So you're a catalyst for growth, expanding through cycles and spirals of experiences that bring you and others to temporary sensations of completion and satisfaction before you shift to other perspectives and awareness. Whether or not you appreciate this about yourself, you will always be instrumental in opening in opening experiences that provide potentially great benefits for everyone involved. So if you become unclear about who and what needs your attention and fail to trust your own clarity, you can enter experiences that linger, bringing you no personal satisfaction other than seeing others lying in their own clarity, which will eventually exhaust you. So we've talked about this as like a recurring theme, okay? So it's definitely something to really like, and that's what you feel, that's what you're experiencing. You're like, I really know what I want, but then now I don't know what I want, and You'll find that if you keep like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go along with what the crowd is doing, you're going to exhaust yourself, and you will find yourself not satisfied. You won't be successful, and then you'll start to feel bitter because you're like, everyone else is getting exactly what I want. Everyone else has this part of their life figured out. Everyone else has this, you know, has this, has that, whatever it might be, and it's purely because 
you found yourself lingering on in a, like with a particular crowd way longer than you needed to and not giving yourself the opportunity to, to be sitting and standing in your fulfillment and the clarity of who you are, what you represent, the relationship you want to be in. does not matter where everyone else is at. Yeah, yeah. Right? So this situation, helping others, helping others without relying on your own clarity will eventually exhaust you. The point for you is to find the balance between offering your abilities and being rewarded accordingly. Mm-hmm. Remember always to align with your type, which your type is a projector, meaning you are totally a guide and a wise one and a teacher and your authority, which is that self-authority, feeling for that gentle flutter in your heart. Because when you enter experiences according to your own design, the timing, involvement, and conclusion will bring it with it your own fulfillment. Hello, that's everything we've been talking about that entire time. That's how you, from going again to the question you had earlier, how do you get out of that pattern? It's by literally knowing that you're guide, like knowing who you are, because you know who you are, you know where you stand, you know what you believe, you know like how you want to go about the world be like and be seen and presented and feel. Know that you are wise, know that you are a guide, know that you're incredibly able and more than capable to to see the way like to see the bullshit that's on the wall, to see the clearing through the forest, right? And don't follow the crowd whenever you know it's not right for you or that's just not plain it's just plain absurd and not right don't just follow for the sake of following don't be a sheeple which is a big problem in the world today is like people are being sheeple and they're just obliging stop obliging what do you truly think about it how do you feel listen to it that's where you're going to get the utmost fulfillment all the success and everything that you want in life and you don't have to work hard for it only thing you have to work for is to listen to yourself. Don't put up with the BS any longer than you need to. You know, sometimes we might have to just for a short term just to, like, get to the next step. Find more fun and humor in what it is that you're doing that you're, like, even diving deep into and, like, really strategizing really big around. Find the fun in it. Yeah. It makes it easier. I love it. Mm. So you have, like, gosh, just such beautiful gifts, and I just absolutely love it because, you know, I know so much about you as, like, as a sister, right? Um, and I see it, how it's playing out, and I just want you to just, like, always come back and to tune in and to know, like, how awesome you are, like, how wise you are, and how much you really do know what you want in life, but just stop obliging to other people and, like, just listen to your heart when your heart's like, bless you. When your heart's like, this isn't working. It's not working. It's just simply not working. No harm, no foul. You know, don't wait for like the like the the pot to like fly open on the handle there, and then just suddenly go from like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome to like this is awful. Like you're like you got all like this this and this and all these things are wrong with it. Whenever you're like pointing out all the things that are wrong with something or a person or a situation or whatever it is, that's that's your sign that you're like. Ooh, I've been kind of like following along in this the whole time, and I really didn't like the way it was done. So like, don't wait for the like the pot to boil over. Start addressing it sooner. 
because you know exactly how to do it too. That's the thing is you literally, if you just pause for a moment, like you literally know exactly how to go about it. I love it. Oh my goodness, I needed that. Like I'm just evaluating all the things that you were saying, and it's like it's so freaking damn true when it comes to relationships. But then like with you guys, you know, it's just it just never being so you know, like rehearsal, I think about it, you know, like trying to do certain things I'm not. Like with you and Lee, like you said, you know, like at the rock bottom is trusting foundation. With y'all, I do have it. You know, I received that from you guys. And I wanted to give. I wanted to do everything to make it work. Like nothing would stop me to make our friendship work, you know, like nothing. Like it's just like it's not even a question. It's not even a thing. But with with relationship with other people, with, you know, like the love, especially I just don't have that. Like I, I, you're saying, you know, I get bored. Literally, I will get bored and I'll get, like, I just question about it, like everything. So rather than just sitting here talking about it, I'd rather go somewhere else talking to some other people, you know, just speaking elsewhere. But like, it's crazy. Like it is so true. Like I do get bored and I don't trust it and I knew, but then I don't know how to express it because I don't want to hurt other people's feelings by telling them how I truly feel. But if I don't tell them, I would never get fulfilled because I don't give them the second chance. Like, hey, I don't know if you're capable of doing this, but that's what I'm looking for. But for myself, I already know that you can't do it. So I'm not even going to give you a chance to let you know how I truly feel, what I really want. But with you, like, I don't even have to talk about it. It's just, it just a no. It's already no. And I don't need, the, you know, your confirmation, your affirmation, tell me how much you love me. I just know it's there, and I'll do whatever you need to make it work. And I... It's not like I'm trying, just I want to, and I wanted to do it, and I know it's going to work no matter what. Now, I want that for somebody else more than just, you know, like with, I don't know how to describe it, but with you and Lee, there's no question about it. Trust is already there. Like, I'll do anything for y'all. I will, you know, literally do anything to keep make it work. With the people, other people I dated, not really. Yeah, and it's, and it's not easy. That's the other thing. Like, it's easy for you. For our, for our relationship that we have. That's exactly the way that you feel with our relationship, but then obviously add in intimacy with a partner. Um, exactly the way you feel with our relationship is exactly how to feel it will feel when you're with the right person. Yeah. Exactly. Like literally, like literally that, like what you've just like internalized and like have like, you know, and like you have that example. And what's beautiful is like you have that example with our friendship. So utilize our friendship, like, with me and with Lee. Like, utilize that, like, how it's, like, so easy for you to share. It's so easy for you to feel, like, to feel fulfilled, to feel nourished. That is exactly how it will feel when you're with the right person when it comes to your partner. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. It will feel that. It will be easy, and you will be steadfast in your commitment to that relationship. That's, that, I mean, like, that. literally, like, it's, 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 quote, as simple as that until that person is found. Yeah. Or that person finds you. Like, seemingly, that person will find you. Like, because now you're able to put, emanate that into the world. Like, the law of attraction, the way it works and, like, the way the universe works. Like, the universe doesn't know, know or don't or I do not want, universe only hears what's on the other side of that. So when you're like, I don't want a distrusting relationship, 
what the universe hears is distrusting relationship. Mm-hmm. You're, I don't want this. All it hears is what's on the other side. So what you, the way to like shift that languaging, like internally and externally, is I choose to have a fulfilling relationship. Because then the universe hears fulfilling relationship. I choose to feel so loved. I choose to feel like a goddess. I choose to feel like a queen. You know what I mean? I choose to feel um, radiant in energy. I choose to feel good. I choose to feel healthy. I choose to be good at snowboarding. I choose whatever. Mm-hmm. Put it out like that. And like, I mean, this and this goes across the board for anybody, like regardless of their type. Like this is just the way of working with the universe to bring in the things that you want in life. But so, um, and what you were saying earlier of how you felt like even despite the relationship that we have, with everything that I was describing, you felt like, oh, my gosh, like, you know me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I feel like that is just so neat, inner me, whether to tell people or not. You're almost like a reading inside out where, like, this is scary. Why do you know about that? Like, you know, like I am a little secretive. I am a little bit of what am I getting out of certain things? You know, I'm constantly thinking about it. And I don't like overly share, not because I don't trust a person. Mostly, I don't trust that person. Also, like, it's just I don't want people to know how I really feel before I know what I feel, what I want. You know, it's just like it's a trial period, just like, you know, the part the part three profile where I just want to experience it, see where it goes, and then maybe share with people that I trust, I love, and say, hey, look, this is what I've been through. But at the moment, like, I don't want everybody to know everything about me. I feel like just create tension. What if they don't like it? What if they don't understand that, but they don't really know how what I truly feel? Then what's the point? <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Like, I write things down, so I just literally put, like, Face, you're like, holy shit. Like, what? (laughs) That is awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's just like you said, it's like, this is, this is the human design. That's how you know, like, this isn't made up stuff. This is like true downloadable. Now, I'm also intuitive, but like, this is true, like, downloaded information that, your soul knows where it stands, what it's like that it like it has been downloaded into the guy's raw ura who was the the man that downloaded this wisdom and he like wasn't asking for it, but it came to him because he obviously had a defined crown chakra, so he received the wisdom and downloaded it and was like, Okay, and he's actually a manifester, and so he was like, Okay, I received this information, I'm gonna initiate this so that way other people can be like to understand like this is so important to understand this stuff about yourself. But he wasn't going to be able to do it alone. So, I mean, clearly it's taken off because this has been around for a long time. But my purpose of sharing that with you is that it goes to show how, like, this isn't more, like, this is what it is. And it's just understanding that about you. And that's why you're like, I feel like you're, like, reading me from the inside. And, like, like you know this about yourself. But you're like, I would never admit that to anybody. Like, yeah. how do you know that about me? Yeah. But then, like, I feel like, you know, the whole time I was thinking, like, looking, listening to you, I mean, obviously, you know that you're really good at it, and that you really enjoy doing it, and, you know, the wisdom, the knowledge, and the connection, I feel like, as you, you are amazing at connecting the dots, and then you are, you know, you are good at it, 
and maybe not getting enough credit from people or from people you're doing that with, but you are good at connecting the dots on paper, through books, and through the numbers, but you really have that gift where you can go through the space, filling the space, because everything, you know, like Adam, everything is empty, but you are good at fulfilling, kind of molding that space where you're good at draw that space towards that one center to express it and actually connecting the dot on a different level where, you know, it's a hard to describe it. You can read the book all day long, but for you, you can channel in, you can actually dive deeper and whether that person's ready or not to let you come in, you're just like, screw it, I'm just gonna go in and let it, you know, whether you want it or not, I see it, I can tell because I can go through the different dimensions and I see things at different angle and tell you what it is. You know, that's a gift. Oh, thank you, thank you. And that's, oh, that's what I love about our friendship and like literally, you just get like what you just described right there. See how you just described to me what I'm good at. And then you're fucking amazing at it. You're not <laughs> just good at it. You're amazing at it. You know? like, so like, but then you don't hear that. You know, like you know that, but people don't tell you enough or describe it in a way that you feel appreciated. You know, I feel like it's just rather tell you, okay, you're good at it. Okay, what tell you more why you're good at it? So you're like, wow, then I'm fucking amazing at it. But you, have, you know, but I don't want to tell you you're good at it because this is how I feel, this is how I see things, this is how you are presenting yourself. Maybe not describe it that way, but then that's just how you are. Hmm. But I receive it. I absolutely receive that. Thank you so much. Because, yeah, part of my design is that, like, I mean, everyone wants to be seen and heard. Like, projectors, like, that's a big thing. You really want to be seen and heard. But everybody wants to know, like, that what they're doing is good, that it's being received, that it's that it is being it is it is of value and that, you know, people are whether they're using it or that they're they're just absolutely receiving of the gifts or that you're sharing as well. So thank you for sharing that. And I'm just like smiling because I'm receiving it. It feels so good to hear that and, and I do and it, it it does feel fulfilling for me to know that it was so well received on for you. Like even in me having kind of done like different readings for you and stuff like that, you're like, gosh, this is still like friggin' amazing and it feels so good, like learning about yourself that way mm-hmm. and, and, and having that acknowledgement of it. And it is so you as a projector in human design, you are able to see when people are doing things they should be doing. And you literally just did that for me. And in being a friend to me, in sharing that with me, you literally used your gift as a projector to say you are doing something that you're really good at and that clearly is easy for you and is fulfilling for you. Like that is right. Like it is right for me to be doing these human design readings because I'm good at it and I have fun with it. Like, so like that, like that is your gift as a projector to see that in other people. Like you literally could coach people and saying, yeah, like, if I say I sucked or you could see that it was hard for me to do it, like you would be able to tell me whether you chose to tell me or not, but you'd be able to tell me like, yeah, that was, that was pretty crummy. Like that's not, no, you shouldn't be doing that. Like that's not the way it should be done. Like that's not the way that you should be doing it. Cause you can, you could see that in other people and you feel that cause you're, you're very, you could feel that as well. So it's just so neat to see that balance and like, just like how we are and like we're talking with this right now, like you shared that with me and I was able to share it back. It's like, that's how easily things can flow whenever you understand that about yourself and that's how natural it is. Like that's how I know, like right there you were acting in your natural state. Like you're not acting, like you were being you and what you just described to me. 
-hmm. That's how easy it is. It's not like you had to pre-plan it and had to study on like, here's how I should say this to her. No, like you knew exactly how to say it to me and how to describe it to me and for it to feel good for me to receive it. And then there are negative things and not so good. I chose not to say it because I know it will hurt the feeling or maybe change your opinion about me. And that's how I am with the majority of the people. Like, I see things, I see great things, and I see flaws. But, like, with you and Lee, you know, I don't see that much. And then if I do, then I would tell you, you know, in a different way. It's not because criticism is just like, hey, I, this is what I see, you know, like, if things are, can benefit, but then with other people, not so much. No. no I, and that part of came from me, just like, you know, some people would say something, just like, clearly, just like, yeah, you, bullshit. But then, you know, I'm not going to say, tell you, like, okay, whatever you just said. I know you're trying to impress me, and honestly, I know you don't mean it. <laughs> but then I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. And you don't have to, you know. We, but when you feel comfortable in a relationship, you'll be able to do that. Just, like, an easy example between us would be, like, like whenever we go to try on clothes, and you're like, yeah, no, that doesn't look good on you. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's really easy for you to say, like, you can see what look good, what looks good on me, like better than what I can see what looks good on me. Or I might be like, oh, like I might have thought, like, oh, I thought this would look good, and you're like, mm, -mm that's not the right color. Like, no, that that needs to be shorter. It doesn't fit your butt right, or it needs to do whatever. For me too, like, like sometimes it can just hold, like a clothing. I don't know why I'm just good at it, especially with you. Like, you don't, you can hold on to it. Like, without even trying, I just know it's not going to work out. But I'm like, you know what? I just let you try it on because I can point it out. Then you will see it. But then, like, you know, the clothes just say, oh, you know, without, because, you know, I'll get on my phone, look at something. Remember, I sent it to you. I'll say, you shouldn't get that top because that color looks really good on you. I just already yeah. knew. But it's just like, you know, like I, like you say, you know, I like to study things to a certain point where I feel I can get hang of it. But I don't go into deep, deep, deep into details. I know Lee's that way. And me and mm -hmm. him can relate. When we're sharing things, like, he's great at sharing details, very detailed things. For me, it's just overview. I will give you bullet points. You haven't earned enough to, for me to even tell you the details. As a matter of fact, I don't like to tell detailed stuff. You know, even for people, like, I can tell you something. Like, people ask me, how's your day? And I was waiting for people's invitation, like, ask me my day, and I would tell you very quickly, briefly, nothing really detailed. Versus other people can talk to me like for 10 minutes or 20 minutes about their day, all detailed, and I'm just sitting here like, what? You're like, are you going to even ask me? Like, I want to share like how my day was, and you're like waiting, 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 and, and some people tired. like they won't. Yeah, you're going to get tired, and then and you're going to get bitter because you're like, well, friggin' screw you. Like, you don't even care about me. Like, you just want to like throw all your shit on me, and you didn't even want to hear how I thought about it. And it's just a really simple, sometimes I just can tell them, like, hey, I think you should just tell me, like, ask me how my day is, because it literally would take me 30 seconds to let you know, but then I feel fulfilled. And I feel you hurt me. You let me speak. And then I will give you 20 minutes, tell me about your damn morning, you know? <laughs> Only your morning, and I gave you 30 seconds on, like, my whole day. Yep. That's, that's me just, you know, like, I, <laughs> that, that's me. Yep. And that's and, and that's like that. Those are like little examples of exactly like of of, of how like that will fulfill you. Just be, just to, to just have someone care to just like be seen to just be heard and like just free to release it. And on top of that, uh, the other part that I didn't include like as being a projector with you being able to see and recognize things with other people. For you, you won't recognize it right away, but when you verbalize it, 
then you understand it better. Like literally when you're verbalizing like how you dove like, you know, your day or diving deep into things, when you verbalize it, you understand it better. Yes. Or you can see oh, that's how I feel. I like organize yes. my thought like like, oh, I just learned I will sit. <laughs> exactly. And so it's like so you do need to have an outlet of being able to share to share what you think about something. Even like, don't worry about the articulation of how it comes out. Just understand that whenever it comes out, you're actually able to understand what you truly think about it while you're describing it. Yeah, Does that makes sense. So it's like, do that. And if it's like, if you don't have me that you're sharing with, or you don't have somebody else that you're sharing with, then don't let like record yourself saying what you would say to somebody else. It sounds it sounds silly, I but I'm really serious. About that. I was like, you know what? What if I don't share with people that I want them to share because then I can just record myself. If I say something, I'll be like, whoa, I, you know what? That answered my own question. <laughs> exactly. And you will. You will literally answer your own question. Even if, like, and even with, like, after, like, say, like, after going on a date with someone, and you're like, what did I think about that? Literally act like you were talking to me. Record yourself talking to me. Record yourself talking to Lee. And then you'll be like, and when you go back and you listen to it, you'll be like, Oh, it's very clear how I feel how that went. <laughs> like it, because you know, it's just that you just got to verbalize it to let it out to really understand and bring it to the forefront of your mind to be conscious mm -hmm. of it. So record yourself. Lee used to record himself. I mean, he records himself with videos more often now, but like he used to record himself all the time talking about something so he could then go back and listen to it and, be, and then really try like truly understand how like where he where he was positioned and whatever it was yeah. it's powerful yeah if it wasn't for me because sometimes i was like remember i'm like i'm not ready to hear everything right now like i'm ready to hear just a little bit and then i don't want to hurt your feelings so then me on the other side i'm like i know he will get butt hurt if i like cut him off like Babe, I, I'm not ready to, like, sit here for an entire hour to hear, like, the blow-by-blow blow on everything right now. Like, I care about you. I love you. I want to support you. But from what I'm hearing, this is what I think, this, this, is, this is what it sounds like to me right now. <laughs> and I think that for us, for Lee and I, like, we need someone to be... An ear. You know, hearing, like, hey, I really do care about you, and I love this information, but I really can give you a full hour to listen to it. You know, like, I, sometimes I just need to hear that. Like, you, me, I feel like I always kind of sell myself short. So this is why I always give a short version. You know, I can I can talk about it for 30 minutes, but I chose to talk about it in 30 seconds. You know, that's just how I am. But mm -hmm. then sometimes like for me, Ali, I know exactly, like, we just need that assurance that, hey, you are there listening. You have my attention when I talk. So look at me, you know, like, if that without looking at the phone, that means the world to me. Then sitting here, you know, listening to me for an hour, looking at your phone, that is not quality time. You know, I just finally define quality time is that attention, not quality time we're just spending actual time together. Yeah, is is intentional time, yeah. intentional time together. Not just, I mean, they could be fulfilling sitting in each other's presence, but it's so much more, even if it's like, you know, 30 minutes of, like, uninhibited, like, we're, we're disconnected from anything other than, like, each other. Like, that is just, like, you'll be able to soak that up and, like, use that for, like, the next week, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> this is, like, that's, like, the finality of what I wanted to hear because that is exactly 
how it feels whenever, like doing these human design readings, that's why I'm so obsessed with it. Like whenever you hear it from somebody else and you can start to internalize it and like you, like even the notes that you took, even though you're going to have this recording, you like took notes anyway, so you're going to be able to go back and go through it and you're going to be like, okay, and then you're going to be able to utilize that in circumstances and situations and experiences in your life. And then you will be able to easily categorize and know and like, okay, done with this. It's like the Cone Murray method. Is that bringing me joy? Mm, nope. It served its purpose. Time to move on, right? Yes. It, it really helped me learn about myself and how to handle situations because I know before we read it. But I guess maybe just I'm different, inter different phase of my life, inter, you know, like interpretation of myself or friendship. And things are just a clicking differently. You know, like this time around, I feel it's more, it's not like I wasn't connected, but I'm more connected with myself. I truly understand this situation, like a self-authority, you know, like identity defined, undefined. I'm just like, holy shit. Like literally, you know, I can be spending all morning about learning. I'm obsessed with learning about myself or self-discovery. And then like more things I'm looking for more, quote, at how to heal is the bitterness. Literally, you know, I have a page of, like affirmation or quotes, how to, you know, ignore, not ignore, but learn about bitterness. Like literally a page, it was just about bitterness. And I was just like, wow, am I really that bitter? Or is it just because that's what I need to really working on? And so when you mentioned that, I had a, I wrote it big, big down, like where it's just bitterness, bitterness, like anger, bitterness, whatever the cause only end up hurting us. Like anger, you know, it's just like all, like the first thing quote, like literally have it like right here, the first thing. <laughs> Bitterness, bitterness is the anger gone, gone sour and attitude of a deep discontent, discontent that prison, poison our souls and destroy our peace. You know, it's just like a lot of things about bitterness. And then when you say it, I was like, um, I know it's not a coincidence. <laughs> no, it's not. Like you found yourself stumbling upon it and wanting to dive deep into it and then and like getting that definition. And then you're like, oh. Yeah, okay, okay. That's the universe bringing it back into you and saying, hey, you put it out there that you kind of wanted to understand and like, oh, does this really relate to me? Oh, it does, it does. And it can really be used beneficially. The the moment that you're feeling it and you're recognizing it, now that you like truly understand what deep bitterness feels like, now you can use that as a, like, as this, or as a, um, as a means of redirecting something, whatever it is. Yeah, well, thank you for all of that. That was, man, I, I don't, I feel like it's just like heaviness, but at the same time uplifting, you know, from what I knew I need to work on. And by the way, it's so funny because I always tell Katie, because she's like yoga instructor and she's like the girl that I went on the trip with and very connected and spiritual and just very positive person. And then, of course, I share with her, like, you know, we do human design. That was the first time she heard about it. And she was like, studying, talking, we're talking. And I could just tell, like, when I tell her about you, our friendship, our human design, how we, you know, have our conversations, I could just see her just like, oh, I wish that I know her. Like, oh, like, almost like I think, look, listening about celebrity, doing the things, and, like, talk about human designs and all that. So it's just like, you have a Meyer that you don't even know about, but then because I talk about you, and then it's just like, you can just see her, like, that feel the energy. Like, she wants I want to know. I wish I have a Natalie in my life. Oh, oh, that's so, oh, that feels so good. You're, I 
love you, girl. I love you. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you received lots of value out of it, as I certainly enjoyed sharing. Could I ask that you please share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, if you could leave a review for me on your favorite podcast app, that would be greatly appreciated too. If at any point you'd like to be on the podcast or have any questions you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, direct message me on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Natalie Horine. That's H-O-R-I-N-E. Thanks again for listening and now have an expansive and awesome day. We'll see you next time. Thank you.